Such a plain card, such a pretty lady. Respected professor of archaeology. Times have changed. I'm sorry. I meant it as a compliment. I have degrees. Right. Even been to college? They're just night school. Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. And this is In the Movies. This week is our first special episode where we break with our format to just focus on one topic. So going forward, these special episodes will usually be all about a single director, writer, or actor's work. But for this episode, we're taking the opportunity to do an entire episode of movie news. There has been just so much happening lately that we want to talk about. We couldn't fit into our short movie news at the beginning of a regular episode, so we're going to play catch up with the news today. (laughs) And as always, there is a blog post that goes with this episode, so in the description there's a link to that. And that blog post will have all the links to all the articles of all the stuff that we're talking about. So you can read it for yourself and learn more and check it out. And we're not lying. There's proof. (laughs) And there's there's a lot of them today. So Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. So you might want to go through that list and check everything out. If we maybe didn't mention every single thing there is to be known about that new movie or whatever. (laughs) So we're getting this news from various sources. Yes. Uh, so I just wanted to mention, if you're interested in keeping up with movie news, where's good places to find this kind of stuff? Yes. Uh, I'm an IMDb person. Mm-hmm. Um, I often get the little pop-up that's like, do you want to go pro with your IMDb? Because you're on our website so much. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's good for like the major basic headlines of what's happening in movies and television too for that matter. Like if someone yeah. dies or has a baby or is cast in something or something's going to something's announced. Announced. That's IMDb. Yeah. But it gives a good like starter. Mm-hmm. You know, website. It's like when when you used to use the encyclopedia doing like, you know, work in school. It's a good starter place, but you have to go deeper than that. Well, yeah, IMDb <laughs> just links to articles that are coming out. It's not itself its own news no. source. Um, but yeah, like, IMDb used to be my homepage for yeah. my browser because that's the first, like, <laughs> the news first, that I wanted The to first know. thing I go to. Yeah. So they have, like, the highlights and then you can click through and see, like, a detailed list of, like, everything coming in from, like, ten different sites. Yeah. Um, personally, I used to always check, and I guess I'm kind of getting back into checking Vulture, which is a subsect of NewYorkMagazine.com. Uh, it's like their entertainment news thing. Um, it's really easy to just like scroll through it, scroll through, look at the headlines, and they're usually just like short little articles. You get the gist of it, or you click through for more. Um, but as far as what we're talking about today... We got from, I guess, various sources. Um, a lot of them I got from Vulture. There's also a bunch from HollywoodReporter.com, Variety. Variety yeah. Um, even, like, the Huffington Post. Yeah, the big entertainment news stuff. But most yeah. of it was, like, sometimes it's even blogs or Tumblr, yeah, that like sort I, of thing. A lot of stuff I see on Hello Giggles. Yeah. They basically write their own article about it, linking to the original. So... You probably get it some, like, Tumblr, whatever you're looking at stuff, but if you specifically want to look at websites, I would say IMDb. Vulture. And maybe Vulture, if you really want to just scroll through. Vulture's a really good one for just, yeah. Yeah, movies, TV, and then maybe a little bit of celebrity, but entertainment-related. 
So let's get in and get through all this news. <laughs> we there's have lots of news to talk about. So much stuff lately, and we there's usually a couple weeks before between recording these podcasts, we're like, there's so much. How are we going to fit all this in to just our little beginning segment? Yeah. So it's like we keep sending each other more and more links, and yeah. we see our pile of what we want to talk about just growing exponentially. Yeah, we were like, we need to just tackle this all at once. <laughs> we and then, to, yeah, we knew we had a special episode coming up, so Tish was like, we should just do movie news. <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like we were leaving stuff out if we didn't yeah. get all this out. We just, we need to talk about it. Yeah. All right, so start with upcoming movies and stuff coming out. There's a Harry Potter spin-off movie, which you've probably heard of by now because it's been kind of talked about for a while. They're not spin-offs of, like, new books. J.K. Rowling, I believe, is writing, writing. the screenplays. She is writing it. They're, it's called Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, if you're not familiar with Harry I Potter. Was, I was familiar with Harry Potter, but I did not know what this spinoff was, and I hadn't made the entire connection, so. <laughs> so, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is one of the books that they use in school, and it's For written the, by... M- magical Creatures. Yeah. Care of Magical Creatures class? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, you know in the books that this is a book they use... And it's written by a man named Newt Scamander, which I think maybe they even mention at some point. Maybe. That he did something in the history. Um, so I think it was uh, talked about for a while, but just confirmed that Eddie Redmayne has been cast as the lead character. Um, for a while there were rumors, or just maybe hopeful, wish, <laughs> wishful thinking, that Matt Smith was going to be in the role. Which, which would have made us happy. So happy. <laughs> I've, honestly, I haven't seen him in anything really but Doctor Who, and I would love to see him in something fun like this yeah. that I would love. It's nothing against Eddie Redmayne. It's no, just, I'm know. sure it'll be good. I don't know. It's He's had, like, an interesting, like, year, though, because he did, like, the, um, the one he won the Oscar for there, where he was... Stephen Hawking. Oh, yeah. All the way to Jupiter Ascending. So, like, <laughs> he was really all over the map. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully it'll be fun. And um, I guess the new news about that is that it will be a trilogy, which wasn't confirmed until recently. So the first one is for November 2016, and then 2018, 2020. The, yeah. Two years. I'm excited. It'll be a fun... I'm excited. Well, fantasy wizarding world yeah. thing to get into. I mean, as long as they're good. If she's writing... If J.K. Rowling's writing... The screenplays, I assume it will be good because she's the one that wrote the books. I assume it would be the same quality. I don't think mm-hmm. she'd want she'd want new writing to tarnish like the Harry Potter. Yeah, it's still in that world. So yeah, I really don't. Yeah, she's got to keep that like sacred. <laughs> and um, because she's writing them as screenplays, they're not based on books. We won't have that feeling of like something's missing. Although the Harry Potter. Movies were very good for adaptations. They, they were very good for adaptations. Agreed. And, like, if you never read the books, like, people... There's so many people who have never read the books and just watched the movies. And they get the gist of everything. I mean... Yeah. You're, you're you missing the... the Just the, the filler the and the... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, works. I'm excited and about that. And peeves. But other than that... <laughs> peeves. <laughs> yeah. Um... 
The next piece of upcoming movie news uh, is about Ant-Man, which is coming out, like, soon. July 17th, I think I just saw. Yeah, like, really soon. Um, Joss Whedon, I guess, was doing probably an interview about Avengers. Mm -hmm. I assume it was in that time period. But uh, he was talking about how he... I don't know if who sent it to him, if Marvel sent it to him, or if um, Edgar Wright sent it to him, but he read Edgar Wright's like original Ant-Man script and said it was the best script he's ever read, and um, Joss is high in my book, so like what he says, I'm like, oh, it must be very good then. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> um, now, Edgar Wright is not directing it, and... Um, he was, and then he, he was, out. and then he pulled out. And I think um, some of that may have. I think there's some changes that have been made to the script, and I Probably. don't know if that had something to do with it. But it'll be interesting. It makes me more excited for Ant Man because it's a concept I am. I was very skeptical when they were like, yeah, the next Marvel superhero movie, Ant-Man. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Starring the- Paul Rudd. As- <laughs> yeah. Now Paul- we're just taking Chris Pratt and Paul Rudd and telling you that they're, they're superheroes. Yeah, they're really taking their, like, comedy angle. Like, to- yeah. <laughs> it's Paul Rudd, known for his comedy, Ant-Man, which is itself is hilarious sounding. I, yeah. So. I, uh... It's certainly, like, we're not comic book readers, but we know the, all the Marvel films mm-hmm. well. But I was like, so it's just a guy who gets really small? Like, like I was like, I don't get cool I don't understand. But uh, Josh looks good. said the script was good. The trailers have been, like, pretty, you know, cute for it. And I know it's the end of Marvel's Phase 2. Because um, they planned out their takeover of the world into three phases. Yeah. Um, so it's and it's apparently very important piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So it's exciting. Marvel. I mean, we're gonna see it because it's Marvel. It. I'm not gonna skip out on part of that universe because, mm-hmm. and we know that so far, like we've loved all the Marvel movies. Yeah. There's a kind of standard, a level that we expect, so they're not going to put out something that's shitty. No, I don't think so. Because the last thing that they want to do with the momentum they have is to lose their audience. Yeah. So. Which I think they were kind of afraid of with Ant-Man because of the kind of perception. Because it's Ant-Man. Yeah. They really <laughs> had to... to even say. I like... think that wasn't just us. They really had to work to get people on board. Yeah. The, the public. Yeah. I would agree. But I'm on board now. I'm on board. I'm, looks fun. I'm ready. Yeah, so it's more superhero stuff. We have a bunch S- of moving, superhero stuff. Moving from Marvel to DC, uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide <laughs> The Suicide Squad. <laughs> Suicide Squad movie. A lot of cast photos. Well, like official cast photos. Yeah, and then like a lot of behind the scenes photos and videos have come out. A lot of leaked footage. Yeah. Yeah. Um chase scene joker's purple lamborghini batman on top of joker's purple lamborghini shit going down batmobile uh again we're not that familiar with the original characters no i mean we know the 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 joker Joker we've seen in other movies yeah harley quinn everyone knows i know yeah everyone knows her but I don't, probably like me, they just like how she looks mostly. Yeah, and it's a chick, so we get and excited. I'm right? like, yay, a girl, I love the black and red thing, which is why when I saw the picture of her in this movie, I was like, really? Pink and blue tips? Not Apparently, red and like, black? people, I heard that it was generally a good reaction to it. I guess people that have read the comics are like, it's like her spirit, and like, I don't know. 
I don't know anything. Uh, yeah, I think the character, it, but... what I know of her, and I've seen, like, just some panels or pages of the comics, like, on Tumblr and stuff, and, like, she seems like a really cool character, but, but I'm really attached to, like, red. her look. Yeah. I remember when I first, like, saw her, I thought she was really cool, and I thought based on just, like, what she looks like, that Feruza Bulk would be really good at her because she has that really big yeah. smile and she's kind of, like, evil. No, for sure. And then I saw that she's actually a blonde underneath. And I was like, no, that's so weird. She's black and red. She should have, like, black hair or black and red hair. Yeah. Which they mm-hmm. do for, like, some... Was it, like, our, one of the um, video games, Arkham Asylum or something, she has... Black and red hair like or blonde Cruella hair. Like yeah, it's black and red. Yeah, half and half. <laughs> or she has like blonde with like black and red tips. tips. Yeah. But just the pink and blue, and I was like, um, that doesn't look as like intense as black and red. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, well, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Me too. And I know, like they when they released the um, the cast photos, like the actual cast photos mm-hmm. and the Joker photos released, the internet like flipped out people i think were... he looks cool he's gonna be like crazy and weird yeah i don't, I don't, I don't have know. any strong opinions really i don't really either i think um it's a hard role to step into you've had nicholson and everyone loved his joker and then you had heath ledger who won an oscar for his performance as yeah. a joker and i it's and at least there's a larger time period between those two. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, and they're it's, very different movies. And, yeah. Like and rebooting the franchise. He's coming point. in, you know, fresh off that. It's it's going to be hard for him. But in a way, I kind of like that he looks so different than the Heath Ledger oh, yeah. version. Because then, it you know, it's like his own take on it. So Yeah, that's going to be the tricky thing is kind of paying homage to those actors and those roles and every interpretation but still making a new interpretation yeah it's it's hard like it's it's same with like ev like batman and of stuff course. like every time you do it you have to make it different but, but you still have to remain not true so to different character that, yeah. yeah you don't want to like piss off like the really hardcore fans and be untrue to like the comics but you also have to bring something new so they don't think you're just copying someone else's yeah. interpretation oh <sighs> good so luck with that we'll see <laughs> and that's coming out i don't know when next year maybe next year i think yeah not too far away i don't know yeah um and back to marvel world more marvel dr strange we already know that benedict cumberbatch has been cast as dr strange himself yes i did not know who dr strange was other than a marvel character that was literally the entirety of my knowledge yeah me too Um, i assume that he was a bad character. I thought he was too. The name seems Just, bad. <laughs> yeah, do- there's no good doctor. Somebody so. like Doctor Octopus is bad. Doctor whoever, like <laughs> Doctor <know>? whoever, <laughs> Doctor Evil, literally. <laughs> <laughs> They're always bad. Yeah. Um. So like, literally, just before we recorded this, we we're like, oh, let's learn something about Doctor Strange. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's he's the sorcerer I'm, supreme, a mighty supreme magician. <laughs> yeah, he's like the world's best magician, protecting defends the world, the world against magical and mystical. mystical. <laughs> <laughs> that's his domain. Threats. That's yeah. So 
There's that. There's that. <laughs> with a, okay, honestly, though, the picture, like, the comic book picture with the costume, like, deep down inside, some part of me wants the costume exactly like it's depicted, because it is the most ridiculous thing I've ever well, seen. Well, have you seen, have you ever seen Aquaman? I know! Oh, God. But there, it's, that's DC, right? Aquaman's, yeah, Aquaman's yeah. DC, so you know they're going super gritty with that yeah. one. But yeah. Marvel is Jason more fun. Jason going to play him, so it's going to be all... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the news we actually have yeah. yet. <laughs> the new news. The new news. About Doctor Strange is that Tilda Swinton has been cast yes. as a possibly genderless being. <laughs> yeah. The Ancient One. I don't know Dr. enough Strange's to mentor. know. Yeah. Uh, he was ma- it was male in the comics. She's a good actress to choose if you want like androgyny, or even if you wanted it still male, and so she, she could do that. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt. She walks that gender line, yeah, really good. Like that's her look. And I th- just I think it's cool, even if they cast a more traditionally feminine woman in this role. It's like why the fuck not change genders yeah. and stuff? We're making. A whole new store, like I a whole know. new thing. I like it. You can still tell the story and change gender, and it still be the same character. I agree. Same with uh, people of color. There's a and lot stuff like of there's a lot of characters that really their gender does not play any any no part except what people perceive exactly. gender should be like. So let's fuck that. <laughs> Agreed. And then we've got kind of superhero-y. <laughs> um, so Fox, as in 20th Century Fox, is rebooting The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, which was a comic book and then a really bad movie that, you know. I didn't see the movie. I didn't see the movie either. I've just heard I it's watched really the trailer bad. after I read this to see what was the deal. I vaguely knew what it was about. I, I heard, but, like, it did very poorly. Mm-hmm. And, like, but the thing is, it's not just critical. Like, I don't know anybody who enjoyed the movie, so. It looks like a fun concept, even from the trailers. Like, yeah, people going around kicking ass. Um, someone described the comics, like the story itself, as literary characters turn into steampunk Avengers who kick ass in Victorian London. So, I'm so now we have <laughs> Avengers, Space Avengers, and Steampunk Avengers. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know too much about it. I know Sean Connery was in the last movie. That's literally my entire knowledge <laughs> of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So. But yeah, it's It'll similar. It's like a bunch of people with their own individual kind of powers or yeah, specialties that come together. get together and save London or whatever they're going to do. So, if the, they do it well, it should be fun. Should recruit Concept the doctor. <laughs> He's always in Victorian London. I know. <laughs> He needs to get out more. <laughs> I'm more Marvel. Back to Marvel again. Um, Channing Tatum is going to be Gambit um, yeah. in a quote unconventional origin story. Which I mean, origin story, not surprising. No. If they're going to take an X Men or anybody and give them their own movie, it's an origin story. Um, How many are they doing now? They've done Wolverine. They kind of... Deadpool's getting one. Deadpool's getting one. Gambit's getting one. Like, that's now their thing, is the origin stories. Yeah, and, um, the whatever one that had first class. That oh, was right, because, yeah, because you go back and you see, like, Origin them. story of, like, most, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, so uh, unconventional apparently means not saving the world. Um, <laughs> wow, how unconventional. Yeah, well, most origin stories are like, whatever, they begin, they get their powers, whatever, and then they do their bi- first big thing. Yeah. But apparently this is not like that, because the character is not really a hero. He's not a bad guy, but he's just, he has powers, but he doesn't really care enough to be a hero, I guess. That's yeah. his thing. He's just like a dude. He ended up with these powers, and he's like, well, I can't get rid of them, so I, don't, I also he, don't feel the gambles. need to, like, <laughs> save the world. Yeah. I think in one of the X-Men, they kind of drag him along. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he was played, as we discussed, he's played by Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. And he looks very different from Channing Tatum. I'm going to have yeah. issues with that, personally, but... Yeah, I don't very, know what... They just seem like very different actors, but it'll be, we'll have to see what Channing Tatum does with it. I mean, his see, character was such a, like, little side character in that movie that it's not, I don't think it's... Yeah, they're not worried about, like, getting... Yeah, I mean, he has, like, one scene. big scene, I guess. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's for October 2016. You don't get to see anything but superhero movies coming out, apparently. Yeah. That's all is coming out. Um, another, something being turned into a trilogy, uh, Now You See Me, which I really liked. It's about magicians, like, an illusionist pulling off, like, a heist. Super fun. I have not seen it, but I assume now, based on Tisha's description, (laughs) that it's Magical Ocean's Eleven, which makes me actually want to see it a lot. (laughs) It's, it's really fun, and there's, like, a big mystery to find out, so you really want to, like, find out what's going on. Uh, anyway, they announced that they were doing a sequel, like, almost right after that one came out. And then just recently they said, no, it's going to be a trilogy. But there's no casting confirmed or no dates. So I don't know if it's going to be some of the same characters continuing on, doing their thing, taking down evil people with their magic. (laughs) Um, or if it's going to be, hopefully it's not when they do a sequel, but it's actually just, like, the same kind of story, yeah. but with entirely different people, or, like, the next generation or shit like that. So I hope at least some of them are in the next one. Yeah, it's for at least some, like, crossover. Type. Yeah, and they have, you know, some sort of heist kind of thing, but, you know, you gotta up the ante every time. It's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's exciting. Something that's I'm not looking... quite superhero. Yeah, <laughs> different kind of magic. Um... So, not superhero at all. Yay. But something I'm looking forward to, uh, Abby Jacobson, I can't talk. Abby (laughs) Jacobson and Alana Glazer, who you know as Broad City, have teamed up with Paul Feig, who you know from directing Bridesmaids and The Heat and the new Ghostbusters. Everything, pretty much. Everything awesome. Awesome female comedies. They've sold uh, a script to Fox. Uh, Abby and Alana wrote it, but they won't star in it, and Feig is producing but not directing. So, so they wrote something, and he's going to put some money into it, but that's all we know. <laughs> that's literally, yeah, that's all we know. We don't know the story. And it's exciting, though. It's nice to see some, like, content written by women. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do they're funny. with characters that they're not going to play, so yeah. it's not versions of themselves. Um and yeah, I think Paul Feig lending his name to that is definitely going to help. Yep. For sure. 
And he's he's gotten to the point now where like he's done enough successful films that when he sticks his name on a project, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's at that level in Hollywood where we, especially at this moment, like he's very popular. So, yeah, and everyone's looking forward to Ghostbusters. Yay! I am. (laughs) I'm looking forward to Ghostbusters a lot. Yeah. A little piece of news: Sofia Coppola is no longer directing The Little Mermaid. Which kind of bums me out because I love her. So yeah, I, I actually really enjoy her stuff. But um, I was surprised when it was announced that she was directing it because I'd heard her say before that she will. She's not a quote like director for hire. So so far, she's and she only, is a good writer. Like her scripts are good. So yeah, all her movies have been she's written and directed yeah. and probably produced. So I was surprised when she was doing this because I thought she wasn't into that. Because she didn't write it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm not really surprised that she left. But now I'm kind of just wishing that I could get a Sofia Coppola written and directed Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid story. Screw that. Ursula. Yeah. <laughs> she can do Disney's Ursula that we want. And you were saying, like, Disney isn't has no Yeah, this is ties not Disney this doing Little Mermaid. It's yeah, it's just... not Disney redoing theirs live action. It was just somebody doing Little Mermaid live action. Speaking of live-action Disney, um, on our last podcast, we discussed um, Maleficent, and so we talked a little bit about live-action Disney and the mm-hmm. fact that it's, like, you know, the next big thing. It's a bit like Cinderella and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> so much. It turns <laughs> out that um, they're going to do, uh, quote, a live-action uh movie based on one of the sequences in Fantasia. <laughs> uh, we don't know how based on it's going to be, because it's like more of a... There's no story to it. Yeah, it's more of like a like, in- interpretive I, piece. It's not like a... Yeah, some of all the Fantasia bits to say that would make a good story to expand on, this one has no story. Yeah. So I don't... I honestly don't know what they mean by based on it's the piece called bald mountain something bald mountain yeah with the big black devilish dude that rises out of the hill yeah i just watched it this morning to familiarize myself it's the last thing yeah um like i said there's no story it's just the devil is up on this mountain and like souls go up there and burn (laughs) in eternal flame and flame people dance around and demons dance around and it's like dark scary music I can't think of it in my head right now but when I heard it I was like oh I've definitely heard this in like dramatic yeah. times in movies like it's a known piece um, but there's no story it's just kind of like the devil and all its little demons and then they put Ave Maria right after it as kind of one piece um, so the st- if there's any sort of the story is the devil and then morning comes and the church bells go and Ave Maria comes on and all the demons hide and then people come out with candles and it's supposed to be like beautiful and sure I good luck with that Disney we have no idea what I that don't, means I have no idea what based. it means it, it was just just announced like yesterday so like it's I think it's such early stages that like there's not we have no idea yet I feel like like we did in our last episode where we went through like 
other Disney villains we want to see and, like, kind of made up our own stories, we could, like, watch Fantasia <laughs> and then say which sequences we want to see in live-action story and, like, make up our stories for them. It would not be that one. Yeah. So. No. I'm all about the centaurs. <laughs> the centaurs are my good. favorite. And they made... They make um, wine. The Sorcerer's Apprentice. That was yeah. Fantasia. I never saw that. I never saw it either. I remember people but, talking about it more than like that was like the the that big was a one, story. right? Story, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. it is a story that was turned into a Fantasia piece that was turned into right. Yeah. This is just very like metaphorical or something. Hi, I yeah. Don't... It'll be well. We will keep you updated. Yeah, we'll see as that goes along. However, this article, um, it was in Variety. Uh, it was on IMDb, linked mm-hmm. to Variety. Um, had a list of all of the upcoming live-action Disney, and there's a bunch. So, you've probably already heard now about Beauty and the Beast, because Emma Watson is starring as it's, Belle. It's the next big one that's going to come Yeah, out. 2017. Yeah. Uh, Bill Condon is directing, who's done stuff. <laughs> I recognize the name, so. Alrighty. <laughs> there's that. Uh, the whole cast is out, so you can go find that. Yeah. Um, this, I don't think there's much revealed about, like, the story, but because we know the story. It uh, is, I was like, it, it's not, you know the basic story, at least. I don't think, yeah, they probably won't change much. I mean, it's, I guess what they did with Cinderella was just literally a live action version. Yeah. But, I mean, Emma Watson's a good choice for Belle. Oh, yeah. So. I think she'll be really good. I'm down with that. Mm-hmm. They're also actually coming up before that, 2016. Yeah, I say Beauty and the Beast next big one because I didn't even know about the one that's coming out in 2016. The Jungle Book, directed by John Favreau. Which is interesting already, in my opinion, but a live-action Jungle Book directed by John Favreau. I'm like, what is happening in the world? <laughs> I just don't remember it as one of the big like Disney movies that I liked as a kid, so I was kind of like, why did they pick that one to it remake? was never my favorite one, despite my being able to sing the whole Bare Necessities song. Um, <laughs> but I guess, like, it was really... Pu- I mean, it was one of the older ones by the time we came around. Yeah, I know it's beloved, but, but not by I don't me. know, it was never my favorite one. And they did the whole, like, they did, like, Mowgli, like, and they did, like, a live-action, terrible... I'm assuming they're aiming that this isn't terrible, but they did, like, a bad live-action version when we were kids. I swear I'm not making that up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, plus, like, it's all animals. Yeah, so it um, is live-action in that the kid is real, but all the animals, I assume, are CGI, at least in part. <laughs> they're not gonna have, like, Bill Murray walk out in, like, a big bear suit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Because then I'm totally in. That's a big twist. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there's not a lot about this out yet. I saw some, like, on-set things of, like, the kid. And then, um, of course, they've got an all-star voice cast. Scarlett Johansson, Lupita Nyong'o. Is that how you say her name? Yeah. Okay, it's good Pretty good. Um, Bill Murray, Ben Kingsley, Idris Elba. I mean, I like those people. Jamming it full of famous people. I feel like they're like, oh, sweet, a paycheck to do voice. Yeah. I don't know. It's Disney. It's John Favreau. Like, they're just putting in a bunch of stars. They're I just like, Are there, money. They want people to go based on the names on this one, I feel like. I mean, most movies. That's I what know, it's about but these days, I just, which sucks, but... 
I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that one. Yeah, there's not enough about it for me to... And, like, the kid, who knows who the kid is, so I don't have no attachment <laughs> to me seeing that kid in a movie, so... Probably gave it to a we'll small see. white boy. No. <laughs> Get lost he in at the least is a brown boy. <laughs> okay. I did see a picture of him. <laughs> He's say? brown, that's all I can say. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah. So, I hope there's a trailer or something out soon. Yeah, so I at least get a feel for it. Because it's hard for me to really picture how this is going to go down. Mm -hmm. If it's going to be a little more, like, real, quote-unquote, or if it's going to go... Fantasy-ish? Still be, like, Disney and musical and, like, fun and... Yeah, I have no idea. We shall see. Right. A bunch more. We've got Mulan being redone. Excited about that one. Yeah. That one makes sense to me. Uh, again, not a lot of it out yet. Don't know when it's coming out. Uh, only kind of thing I got was the writers and they're two females, which is awesome. Yep. And yeah, I hope they make it more like adult and more real and cause it's a great story to tell. I yeah. Think. It's I mean, a great story and it lends itself so well to film. It has built in action sequences mm-hmm. and, and character development and an arc and, and a hero story. Like it's, it, I mean perfect yeah makes perfect sense i hope they do it right though like i really hope they get like all chinese actors and like well don't butcher it that way i hope so but i'm not necessarily going to like bet my life on that if i see one fucking white person in that movie, <laughs> i'm gonna be really pissed off i agree okay they don't have to be like all chinese but you know Asian. Asian would be a good At start the very <laughs> least they could do that so they're gonna make like the dragon like a white man or something Mushu. No, Eddie Murphy again. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be totally okay with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not a lot about that, but good story. I'd love to see yeah. that redone if they do it well. I'm not so excited about this next one. I don't know how to feel about the next one. Tim Burton is directing Dumbo. I love Tim Burton, but like I love Tim Burton's Tim Burton-y stuff. Yeah. And I feel like his version of Dumbo would be... I, I don't know. I don't... I can't even... I don't... Just the concept... I never really liked Dumbo, and, like, really, you're choosing that one to redo. It's so... It's so not live action. Like, it's I literally know. a tiny little elephant with giant ears who can fly. Oh, my... Ish, like, all elephants have giant ears. I don't even understand. He had, like, really big ears. So. <laughs> <laughs> um... It's being written, or has been written, by Transformers franchise writer Aaron Kruger. Yeah. So maybe that... I don't like how he spells his name. (laughs) If that's even how you pronounce it, it's Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't notice that until we were doing this now, and I I don't like it. Yeah, so obviously it's live (laughs) action. Not that that should have any effect on the film, but... Live action and CGI, of course, and there is going to be... uh, human family story that's parallel so i'm wondering if maybe that will actually be the main story and the elephants will be maybe a little more realistic and yeah more no, metaphorical. i have no idea maybe they'll start singing about christmas town who knows <laughs> i just can't imagine <sighs> taking it seriously an elephant flying around with his big know. ears. I have no idea. Or even having those big ears that, like, wrap entirely around him. Real elephant ears would look gross doing that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's really just, like, the ugly duckling story also. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, uh... 
It's another one we'll have to keep, might, you, I mean, keep you updated on all of these. It's but Tim Burns, so at least it'll probably look really cool. Well, and that's the thing, like, his, his artistry is, like, you know, so good, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. Dumbo. Another, I think, weak stretch <laughs> for <laughs> remake is Winnie the Pooh. The wonderful thing about Tiggers. Maybe we'll find out. <laughs> um, the, apparently the focus will be on an adult version of Christopher Robin. Which creeps me out. Like, just the thought of an adult Him, Christopher Robin yeah. kind of creeps me out. And especially, like, any relation to an adult Christopher Robin still in Winnie the Pooh world. Like, it starts yeah. to just be weird, right? Yeah, unless it's not actually about Winnie the Pooh, it's just about Christopher Robin and how fucked up he is because he had imaginary friends in the forest when he was a kid. <laughs> well, like, imaginary friends are okay, but I feel like he took his a little far. <laughs> it was like they were toys and he made them, like, Where was real. he pinning that tail? That's all I'm asking. On the toy. <laughs> what was that a euphemism for? <laughs> what? I think you have some issues. I was never a Winnie the Pooh person. I mean, I kind of liked Eeyore because he was all depressed. That was it. I liked it when I was very, very little, but it's not something that I continued to I'm not like. one of those... Yeah, like, it seems to be, like, the big thing to, like, still love Winnie the Pooh, and I'm like, why? Yeah, a guy told me that once, and I was like, um, Fat yellow bear. Who cares? <laughs> it's like, I really like Winnie the Pooh, and I was like, um... <laughs> I mean, I like cute cartoon stuff, too, That's but not a pickup line, guys. That's not a... No. That was weird. I would be like, I'm I wonder if he's excited now. about this <laughs> Maybe he's gonna play adult Christopher Robin. <sighs> okay. Last one we are excited about. Yeah, I am. Reese Witherspoon is going to be Tinkerbell. Yay! Perfect. Who doesn't love a pixie with some attitude? I love the Tinkerbell movies. (laughs) But this is live action. Yeah. So she's perfect for it. She is. I mean... She is Tinkerbell. If you look at... She (laughs) is, like... She is. She is. She's, (laughs) like, the tiny blonde... She's Tinkerbell. Yeah. I can't... There's no other actress where I'm like, no, that would be Tinkerbell. Like, it's Reese Witherspoon. Maybe, um, Kristen Chenoweth. She's also tiny Yeah, but she's Glinda. (laughs) From Not Wicked. in a movie. I know, but <laughs> just, just, I don't know. She's already done fairy. That's who she is. Okay. Anyway, this one's going to be called just Tink. Yes. Which is super cool. And it's written by Victoria Sprouse, who wrote Finding Dory, which we're still waiting to come out. We don't know when that's coming out. Soon? Didn't we just look it up? It's next year? Oh, right. Next year. Soon. Soon, finally. Apparently. And <laughs> talking uh, about it for like a decade. Yeah. And Reese is producing, of course. Which is awesome. She's she's one of those actresses that's doing a lot more things now that like her kids can see, too. Yeah. That's like a big thing. For, Actors for, and actresses have children, and then they like Angelina Jolie doing Maleficent. Yeah, and Johnny Depp doing Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff like that. It's a lame excuse to base your career on your kids enjoying it. You don't have to. How many other people want to see your movies? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't really get... I guess if you have kids, it changes your perspective and you start to think, like, kids want movies. Yeah, but then... I make movies, I'll make them for kids. All of a sudden, I care what kids want. I hate kids. (laughs) I just came out and said it. Like, I'm not a big kid I like kids' movies, though. I do, Sometimes. Kids' movies that are still smart. Yes. Not, like, Winnie the... 
Hulu's or something. <laughs> okay. All Second right. half of our movie news. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming out specifically about gender equality in Hollywood. Obviously, we talked a lot about that in episode three yep. when we talked about women in film. And since then, there's just been, like, so much stuff coming out, people talking about it, and stuff happening, so yeah. we needed to talk about this. I mean, we talk about it in a general sense with every film that we look at. We usually take a little bit of a slant at gender equality mm-hmm. within the film, so um, personally, I'm really excited about how much has been coming out Yeah, lately. It means things are changing. Mm-hmm. We're laying the groundwork for people to finally change. Yay. Yeah, so let's start with uh, Mad Max. It's the most biggest movie in the the news right now. Mm-hmm. I still haven't seen it. I have seen it. I want to see it. It's very good. I will not give anything away. <laughs> yeah, so the first thing I heard about the stuff about it was that the men's rights activists... Which shouldn't even exist. Yeah, to quote I, Leslie Nope, men's rights is nothing. No. <laughs> so anyway, they're mad about it, and the gist I got from it was they were just upset that there was, like, a female character that was equal to the male character, and they were just, like, mad about that? Like, get girls out of my action movies? First I'm, off, that character is kick-ass. Charlize there and kicks ass in the movie. She's... I'd say, like, there's actually a lot more women than just the one woman. Yeah. But she's the one that, like, is the focus. But there's, um, there's actually a range of women up to the age of 78 in the film and several women over the age of 50. Awesome. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool, Mad Max. It's also just a kick-ass movie. Yeah. I'm just really excited about it from, like, the first little trailer I saw. Mm. And so now that actually all these assholes are, like, talking more about, like, feminist stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm even more excited. I didn't realize, like, Shirley Theron was, like, an equal, like, lead role. Yeah. And that there's actually some awesome, like, roles for women in it. So now I'm, like, just even more excited. You'll really, I think you'll really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I read something that um, came out talking about Mad Max because it's being deemed by everyone as, like, this big feminist film. Um, and, uh, I know Eve Ensler was, was talking about, like, um, it was like a fun feminist action film. And I mean, she's big on the feminist. She wrote the vagina monologues and stuff <laughs> like that. And then there's a lot of like, um, men that are the one blog in particular that was talking about it as, um, insidious feminist propaganda. <laughs> and, uh, this is like an interesting article cause it talked a lot about like, why does feminism have to enter the conversation of this movie? Like, we're still at a point where, like, as soon as an action film, which is deemed, like, a territory that men generally Mm -hmm. have the domain of, as soon as a woman's even in it, it's deemed feminist. Like, that's without people even knowing the view that it takes in the movie. Just because women are in in a film doesn't make it a feminist movie. Yeah, that's people (laughs) confusing, like the bare minimum of representation with feminism. Because there's a woman in a movie. A movie could be full of women, and it could be horrible for feminism with female representation. This one isn't, but um, it just... um, We'll put it in um, Tisha's 
blog mm-hmm. the link to this, but it's actually um, an article. I'm not going to talk too much about it because it, it does give away a little bit of spoilers, and I'm, I'm not going to give any of those away because it's you. really new. Thank you. But um, if you are interested, it's a it's a good it's it's a good uh, article, and they talk about this guy's blog that was like insidious feminist propaganda. They talk about how um, it is just a guy's opinion, and it's been taken apart and like fully dismantled by a lot of people because he didn't even seem to know the Mad Max series at all or like have any maybe even seen the movie yeah and he was talking about like oh American this and stuff and they're like yeah it's Australian you asshole (laughs) like you don't even know what you're talking about so it's literally just some idiot who was like action movie women I'm gonna rant about this yeah but it's it's the stuff that it talks about like Okay, we get that it's a kick-ass movie with chicks, but, like, wh- does feminism, like, why does it, do we have to have feminist movies and that sort of stuff? But. Yeah, I think when it comes to movies, unless the whole theme or, like, agenda of, like, the characters in the story is some sort of, like, fight them, like, fighting for feminism in their world, um, yeah. it's just, movies are more about just female representation. I agree. And that act in itself is, a, like... Good I mean, for like, feminism to for us to have representation. They're fighting for themselves, but they're not like, oh, equal rights and stuff. It's not like a suffrage movement, you yeah. know what I mean? So, I don't know. Just it's, for feminism in like the real world, I think as far as movies go, it's the representation that we want that okay. as feminists we find important. Yes, agreed. Yeah, and it's a good movie. Go so I <laughs> did read this thing that some uh, <laughs> journalist, Canadian. For shame. Um, <laughs> from the Canadian tr- journalist. <laughs> from the Toronto Star. Well, that makes sense. At a press conference <laughs> for Mad Max, he asked Tom Hardy. This upsets me. And I saw something where he prefaced this by saying, like, I'm just going to, before I say this, just say that, like, I'm married and I have, like, five daughters and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's basically, like, starting a comment with, I'm not racist, but... Yeah, as soon as you start that, it's... You know it's going to be racist. So he started with that shit and then said... When you were reading the script, did you ever think, why are all these women here? I thought this was supposed to be a man's movie. And Tom Hardy just looked at him like he was an idiot and looked around at everyone and was like, no, not for one minute. And then the guy tried to defend himself, which dug his hole deeper. It was bad. By saying, my question to Tom Hardy was intended as the opposite of sexism. I was congratulating him for his willingness to share the screen with so many strong women in a franchise and genre more inclined to celebrate the male over the female. He was also willing to be a co-lead role with Charlize Theron in a movie called Mad Max, no less. I think a lot of male stars might have objected to this, but Hardy is of a special breed. Wow. And um, I got this from wow. shit, shit people say <laughs> to women in film, and they added, oh, we understand now you're just congratulating him for his willingness to share the screen with women. That's, like, totally the opposite of sexism. Yeah. I mean, there's so many issues with that question. And, like, you know what? If, if he had just asked the question, it would have he would have been an idiot, and it would have been big. But the statement after, like, he just... And shouldn't journalists be more conscious of, like, their words? Like, yeah. It's, oh, God. But, it's like... just all so stupid. And just not thinking about what you're saying. And, like, like he's trying to defend himself or, like, his idea. And, like, you're just making it worse by saying, oh, he was willing to be in a movie with women. Like, that's not like, how that's you phrase it. Like, so... Such a difficult thing to do. But that's how some men are thinking, like... Oh, wow, he was, like, willing, like, 
to share the screen with women. Yeah. Because, well, now we're going to go into <laughs> some other stuff that would kind of back that up, like how you would think that men would think like that. Because yes. um, some actresses have been speaking out about men and how they get to, like, choose their leading women and stuff. Again, gender inequality. So Selma Hayek had something to say um, that, well, okay, the author of this article said um, that she didn't know that A-list actors have the ability to reject an actress on in their contracts. They also have script approval, and they don't like it when there's a strong female character, and that uh, men say that they don't want to play second banana to a woman. And uh, Selma Hayek added, 99% of them want to be a star. Um, and they get their way because uh, if the guy doesn't sign on, then the financing disappears. Yeah. And she said, how do they know that uh, what we are worth if all the box office success is credited to the male star? We don't get any credit when the film is successful. Exactly. Because they're basing, like, studios are saying, like, the male lead, who you get to play the male lead, that's going to depend how much money we give you. Mm -hmm. And so that gives the male actor all of the negotiating power. I mean, it just, it... Ugh, well, the industry is giving them that power. Of course they are. They're saying this movie was successful because, because there's a man. Because of this man in it. Or it was successful because it was a good movie. and He played a role in that, as <laughs> did all these other people. <laughs> yeah, and like when a female-led movie is a success, they think it's like an anomaly. And it's like, if you just... If, if you made more of them, more you'd of them. see that it, it could be a trend, not an anomaly. It's like a vicious cycle thing where they're like oh, well, male-led movies are popular, so we're going to keep making them, but you, that's the only thing you keep making, then you're not going to find out what else could be successful. Yeah. Or even when there are women But Hollywood's it, generally scared to do new things, right? I mean... Yeah, because it's all about money. They're exactly. just like, we're going to keep doing the same thing that makes us money, which is men. I mean, like, I'm not shocked to know this. I didn't know specifically, like, I, I'm sure it depends on uh, the actor and also, like, the film, but mm. to generally that they have that much say over... Like, it's already so difficult for women to get decent roles in film. And then to know that not only do you have to appeal to the casting director and the director and sometimes the writer and then the studio and now also to your male co-star, like... Who is guaranteed and you are not, not guaranteed. Yeah, it's... that's Like, a woman is never cast and then gets her pick of men. No. Because she's never the fucking star. That'd be great. She... I'd like to do that. Yeah. <laughs> But Anna Kendrick also kind of reiterated this, um, saying, there's a film I'm considering now where I have to wait for all the male roles to be cast before I can even become a part of the conversation. She says, part of me gets that, but part of me is like, what the fuck? You have to base, cast females based on who's cast as males? I don't, I don't even understand how part of her gets that. I guess, I mean, she understands Hollywood in terms of, like, how it works. If it, they were the leading like, majorly, definitely the lead role, then I would understand they cast that, like, title role first. Well, because you need the chemistry and everything to work, like, in mm -hmm. chemistry reads, but, yeah. If it was something know. equal, I'd be like, then they... Why does it You matter? need a good pairing, but as we learned, there's, like, maybe 5% of movies have an equal male-female lead. Like, so many people talk about, like, oh, I wrote this part for this person, or, like, and it's not the lead, it's, you know, and they, they cast those, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's upsetting. The whole the whole process is upsetting. Yeah. Um, Andrew Kendrick, though, also did something awesome. 
She always does something awesome. You've probably seen. It was for um, Red Nose Day. Yeah. It was an Indiana Jones sketch, which was in Diana, not in a porny way, but they spelled it like Diana instead of Indiana. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's still Indiana, but it's like the girly spelling. Yeah. Anyway, um, but it's just, it's that scene where she like finds the Holy Grail and that guy is talking, the ghosty knight guy is there and it's just a hilarious little scene and at one point he says after she picks the cup in a hilarious way because she's Mm -hmm. Anna Kendrick he's like such a plain cup for such a pretty lady and she gets out her whip and like whips him in the face and she's like man I'm a respected professor of archaeology I'm more than just my looks yeah I have degrees yeah (laughs) she's uh it's great it's it's and it's so like short if you want to just laugh and it's funny and too. it also it's, makes its point. It's it's really cute. She did a great job. Good job, Red Nose Day and Anna Kendrick. <laughs> uh, so a lot of the stuff that we're talking about, um, you'll find it on this new Tumblr that has become really popular. Shit people say to women in film. Yeah. Um, Everything they say to women in film is pretty shitty. So. <laughs> yeah, so reading this stuff, it's like horrible and you kind of like makes you hate the world it'll like it'll get your back up it will yeah but there's occasionally like someone saying like something nice and supportive and also just the fact that we're sharing this stuff and being aware of it is good it's really important like that's the only way that things are going to change the more that people demand change that's the only if you don't demand it they're making money they don't give a shit you know what i mean like so you need to like really call people out on this shit and that's what this is doing so there's just a lot of instances of, like, men just literally refusing to acknowledge the woman as the director, or just men walking up and assuming that, like, a man is in charge instead of the woman just because he's a man, and some men just being blatantly, like, disgusting to women. Yeah, harassment. Harassment, mm-hmm. and of course the women can't get anyone in charge to do anything about it. He makes the money. Yeah, or just there's a man in charge and he doesn't fucking care. Um, so just one little thing from that Tumblr, uh, that I think kind of sums up the kind of stuff that's on there. This, someone submitted it, um, and said it was a blog review of her feature film. And some, a man wrote, all the male characters are just side characters and plot devices. This film will never find an audience if it alienates half the population with its lopsided presentation of men. Even though 95% of films do exactly that to women. I know. It's just, it's so hilarious. I can't believe someone said that, like, in a serious yeah. way. <laughs> it's like someone would write that in the, like, that Make It Fair project. Yeah, that's exactly obvious, what it seemed like. Obviously, it was, like, a serious, I, I can't believe that. It's ridiculous. Hilarious. Like, like, have you ever seen a movie, dude? Like, do you not understand? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how dare you alienate men? <laughs> they are half the population. It, it was ridiculous. I couldn't believe it. Oh my god. <laughs> you should check that out though. It's a good it's it's I mean yeah, it will get your back up, but it's it's good. Yeah, if you're on Tumblr, follow it and you'll just see all this stuff all the time. So, um all of that has led to an inquiry into Hollywood's hiring practices. Yay! Finally, Legislation. <laughs> something actually legal and real is being done about this. The American Civil Liberties Union is investigating uh hiring practices in major Hollywood studios, um, basically looking for gender any gender discrimination. 
And they must, like, my issue is, like, now I worry, like, they won't find anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, stuff like this, like, how can you ever really prove that the reason yeah. they didn't want to hide like, it is because I sit here gender. and I'm like, but it's so obvious. Like, it's it's the overarching yeah. pa- male patriarchy how, that just hangs over Hollywood. Well, yeah, like, like, how has this gone on so long and, like, no one's actually investigated the fact that, like, 4% of directors are women and... No one's thought that gender discrimination had anything, anything to, to do, do with it. No, well, clearly, we're just not interested in becoming yeah, directors. No, obviously, it's I'm. It's exciting though that at least there's some movement in like a. a Hopefully, really, something comes out of it. Yeah. If nothing, then like at least people, men in Hollywood, seeing that this is happening, maybe yeah. they will at least say, maybe I can't get should... away with this. Maybe I should change a little bit. Yeah. It's exciting. And women will and be ex- like... It's exciting to see something, like, concrete. Starting. Yeah. And maybe women will stop taking it and be like, um, no, I, this is gender discrimination. And, you know, they're actually doing something about that now, so maybe you should rethink that. Agreed. <laughs> so, speaking of uh, gender discrimination, Gina Davis. Mm-hmm. Um... The news is a film festival, but some background is that she started the Gina Davis Institute on Gender in Media in 2006, which is basically for research, and then they present their findings to film executives and producers about gender in media. Yeah. Gina Davis is pretty cool. I mean, like, even just this, she's been fighting for a decade mm -hmm. with something, you know, and finally, like, we're kind of seeing that, people talking about all this We're stuff catching up to her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, like I said, like, research and stuff and trying to give that back to the industry. And finally, we're seeing people are seeing that information and trying to do something about it. Yeah. Or at least calling it out. And then, um, just in May, she teamed up with, um, Trevor Drinkwater. Which <laughs> uh, is my favorite last name of all time. Uh, my favorite last name of all time is Disco. I, okay. I just, there's a producer, uh, called Michael Disco, and I see his name in credits all the time. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna marry you. <laughs> anyway, he's a movie exec and producer, and they've teamed up with Walmart's director of movies, um, well, so I it's have personal um, Walmart issues, Walmart but aside fund, from that. Walmart-funded film festival, the Bentonville Film Festival, um, which is focusing on diversity, not just in gender, but also in race and LGBT and all that stuff. Yeah, it's um, great. So they just had their first one. A uh, quote from Gina Davis, I believe we're teaching kids to have an unconscious bias against girls, that they're just serving the function of beauty. So that's why... There's a need for this event. There is gender inequality, and the fastest way to fix it is to fix it through media, and then life will imitate art. Which I think is true. I also... They feed each other. They, of course. Life, art, or culture, They always have, they always will. So, but art or media is where we have the chance to really make drastic changes. Easier to change art than it is to change life first. And that will slowly change the rest of the world. Yes. Rose Byrne um, has launched a production company. It's called the Dollhouse Collective. It's her and four other women, I think, um, Australian. Uh, and it's a like female-run production company producing mm-hmm. films generally written by females, about females. It's pretty awesome. They ha- Their website's really nice. Yeah. And they already have, I think it's three things in production with the studio. Mm-hmm. So, um, And she's just... 
it's just another company that's recently been launched that's kind of women have gotten to the point in Hollywood if if they have a big enough name and enough money kind of behind them now where they're like if you're not gonna fucking make our movies we'll just make them ourselves yeah <laughs> and this is a group of women who are like friends and they're in the industry yep they've yep. known each other well I mean Australia's not that that big they've probably known each other forever Australia's not that big it's well I, I mean like <laughs> industry, in I terms guess, of yeah. the industry and stuff <laughs> Um, but yeah, they've said like, we've already been supporting each other and our work and stuff. So we just kind of made it official. It's official now. Yeah. And then we can, uh, now we can do it women. through. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's great. Plus she's, you know, she's pretty cool. Yeah. And another female focused production thing going on, uh, Lifetime, the TV channel, which is a lot of <laughs> movies. <laughs> They've launched a program called Broad Focus, which is designed to provide women with more opportunities to write, develop, produce, and direct content. Yay. So another same type of a type Yeah, of another a something another, that women could go to for opportunities. For opportunity. It's great. Without it's gender discrimination. Good to see them all popping up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Melissa McCarthy has been <laughs> in the news recently. Um... Was it on Ellen? Where was she talking about this? She was talking about it on Ellen. On Ellen, okay. That's it was, it, That's how it started. That's how it got out there. Yeah. Where um, a, a critic was interviewing her and was talking about how bad she looked. And like in uh, how, Tammy. In Tammy, like how dare she Basically, be on screen in like, such yeah, a state. You looked really bad. Like She's like, that's the character? She's like a broken down like yeah. person? Yeah. And she's like, would you say that to a man who was playing, like, a really broken down, down character? Yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty ridiculous. She also asked him, like, do you have children? Like, do you have daughters? And he was like, yeah. And she's like, how would you feel if, like, that's how the job was interviewed? Or- yeah, how would you feel if she came home and said she wasn't attractive enough for a job? Like, would you be like, well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Like- and he was like, oh, God, no. No. And she's like, well, then how do you just say it to me? Like, Yeah. It's so ridiculous. You're playing a character. How dare you look like that character in that movie? Yeah. That's silly. And the big quote was, uh, just know every time you write stuff, every young girl in this country reads that and they just get a little bit chipped away, which is pretty accurate. Yeah, you get it from such a young age. You hear stuff. It's in the kids' kind of young teen magazines. Yep. It's in when you're standing in line at the fucking grocery store, all this stuff. And it just gets in your head that this is the world that you're in, that you're going to be judged on your looks, and this is what you're expected to be like. And Yeah. <sighs> but good for Melissa McCarthy for being yeah. like, yo. It's why we need awesome people step like... Back. Melissa McCarthy talking about this stuff so that young girls can see her and be like, fuck you, patriarchy media. Yeah. I'm going to be like, Melissa McCarthy, be awesome, no matter what I fucking look like. Uh, And Maggie Gyllenhaal was also recently making some waves um, because she was, I guess, passed over for a role uh, based on her age, which, shocking, (laughs) how dare a woman be over 30. Yeah. Um, She said, uh, I'm 37, and I was told recently I was too old to play the lover of a man who was 55. It was astonishing to me. It made me feel bad, and then it made me feel angry, and then it made me laugh. (laughs) Which is generally the stages. You're shocked, (laughs) Um, and then you're like, 
oh, I'm too old. And then you're like, wait what a fuck, fuck. Fuck you. And then this is so ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there is an age gap. Uh, I did a little bit more looking into it because uh, her comment kind of caused a lot of people to kind of stop and like look at that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And the age gap generally, like on average, um, there's an article I read talking about uh, the average in films, they looked at 422 films between 1984 and now, and the the average age gap is only four and a half years um, between the man, the woman, the man being mm. older, of course. Of course. <laughs> and, uh, but I would say, like, you're only looking from 1984. If you look previous to that, like, old Hollywood movies, the age gap is, like, 20 years. Like, oh, Audrey Hepburn, like, um, Grace Kelly, like, the, the actresses, they were cast at, against men that were, like, old enough to be their fathers oh, as, yeah. like, their love interest. Like, it's almost creepy, but, like, you know, it's one thing to look at it in black and white and be like, oh, it's old Hollywood. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it was, it was bad, and uh, even still, like... Just because, on average, it's only four and a half years, I have absolutely no doubt that she was passed over. Oh yeah, for that reason, and we still see it in films today with a lot of young actresses. Where it's a huge, where there age are gap. big ones. Mm-hmm. Like um, four and a half might be the average. Like it's assumed that he's going to be older at yeah. least, like four and a half years. But there are a lot that are like huge twenty year gaps, ten year gaps. Yeah. And you never see it the other way. Like the one that I thought of first was Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper, just because they've been co starring in so many things together. Like that seems to be the mm-hmm. a tandem right now. And like he's a lot older than she is. He's like at least ten, maybe fifteen years yeah. older. So I mean it's I don't know, it's definitely there. And yeah. I mean you you could argue that it's somewhat reflects real life because men are generally a few years older. Yeah, I think it's like two, two and a half years on average in North America. Mm-hmm. But even still, it's not the something fact- that we should perpetrate. No, I mean, it's movies. You have the chance to change it. And yeah. the other point is that you never see it the other way. Very rarely, yeah. there's a maybe a small difference where the woman's slightly older. Or it's the focus of the film, like The Graduate. Yeah, or You know what I mean? Like thing. something like that where even it's about... Even then, I think I saw that she was like five years older than yeah. playing someone older. Yeah. He was playing someone younger. So. Uh, I also, yeah. Um, I've been reading a lot of stuff about Matt McGorry. He's um, an actor. He's not, you know, mostly from TV, uh, from Orange is the New Black and uh, How to Get Away with Murder because apparently his TV career has been fantastic over the last <laughs> Good for him. year. Um, He's uh, recently come out as a feminist. I hate that <laughs> phrase. I know you do. That's why I said it. <laughs> um, which uh, is nothing that I think should be applauded. However, he's taken it um, a lot further. Uh, he uh, he wrote this thing and has been speaking a lot about um, learning about feminism. I guess he, he read the book Lean In and somehow that sparked him on this road to like really understand he didn't know what feminism even was uh you hear the word and you know you think like radical bra burning like isn't that like the stereotypical thing and he's like feminism is really it's just equal rights between men and women it's not women over men it's 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 equality and he's like that should be something that we should all be supporting he's like i'm not doing anything like phenomenal but like I'm trying he's he's understood what it is and he's uh recently taken up a cause of 
helping other people understand what feminism is. It seems particularly men um, being a, a celebrity in Hollywood and being a man and being a feminist mm -hmm. and starting to take up causes. It's easy for him to tell people it's not something you should be afraid yeah. of. Like it's a yeah. basic <laughs> common sense ideal. And uh, he's, he really recently uh, wrote a little bit of an essay uh, kind of about his uh, feminism and some of the causes he wants to start looking into for National Equal Pay Day and with how, how we, we get paid shit. So it's good to see a guy in Hollywood not only be like, I'm a feminist, but start taking it a step further and start really su maybe supporting some causes and yeah, bringing some attention to it. My thing when they... Just that's the headline is like some male celebrity says he's a feminist, and I was like, "What the fuck Why do you is, want yeah. fucking applause? Like that, you're, that's the bottom level of being a basic human, like a decent human being. Yeah, you don't get like commendation for that. Like, no, do something about it. Like what he's doing, that's awesome. He's using his platform to spread the knowledge about it and take a stand." don't say, like, this man's a feminist and I'm supposed to swoon. Well, because it, and it'll always be, like, in an article where they're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, like, I think it's really great and I'm, you know, I'm a feminist and I'm really trying to support women. But that's, they say that in, like, a random, like, piece of article and they come out as, like, this person's a feminist. They've never, they never do anything ever again yeah. in their entire lives that would... Like, it's nice to see, it, and his stuff is constant, like, he's con, it's, it's a pretty steady stream of, of him talking about feminism now, so. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, um, encouraging, I guess. Mm. So we've got some odds and ends at the end yes. here. Yes. <laughs> Thank you thing. some odds and ends. <laughs> odds and ends, like, uh, there's a bit of a scandal about, <laughs> some people got kicked off the red carpet at the Cannes Film Festival because women were wearing flats. Yes. How Damn. And Can said that went against their dress code. dress code that women must be in heels. I think that's ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I understand a uh, formal dress code, but oh, yeah. you can get like flat shoes that are very like it's the same thing formal. without a stick up to your I heel. I know. Like men's shoes are formal, and guess what? They're not in heels. Yeah. It's such it was, a bizarre thing. It was but. ridiculous, and a lot of the, uh, like, celebrity women that were there were like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I um, think it was Emily Blunt was like, what? Emily, Everyone should Yeah, Emily flats. Blunt was like, they're mm, yeah, they're way more comfortable. Especially, like, the women weren't, like, they were... They weren't making some sort of statement or something. No, they were just, like, they were older women who women can't who, wear heels. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, eventually, I guess, Cam was like, oh, like, we'll change our policy. Because, or they clarified you know. that, like, the people who were enforcing it, that wasn't necessarily one of their rules, yeah. technically, but people were enforcing it. So they kind of clarified and said, like, oh, okay, this isn't a technical rule, we apologize or something. But it still doesn't look great, and especially Can was, I guess, doing, like, a big thing where they were trying to promote, like, gender equality in film and stuff, so... A little bit of a misstep by Cannes Film Festival there. Yeah. Um, this is a, a big one that I <laughs> get my back up about. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the lack of Black Widow merchandise available and Black Widow's inclusion in Avengers merchandise that is available. Um, Mark Ruffalo, who of course plays the Hulk, was um, one of the people that really started talking about this too. He was like, my nieces want some Black Widow shit, like Marvel. What, what the, the hell? What the fuck is up? <laughs> um, and there's a couple websites that'll be in the blog, but <laughs> it, 
it, it'll show you some of the merchandise. Like, Black Widow is an equal part of the Avengers team. Mm-hmm. She is not equally represented in merchandising. I don't understand it because monetarily, like, there's just, in my opinion, there's just as many women as men seeing this film. Absolutely. And little girls are totally, like, getting into superheroes and stuff. And seeing superheroes like Black Widow make them want, you know, want to be more like her and be all into superheroes. And I feel like there's a huge monetary market that's sitting there that Marvel's not even... Not to mention, boys can want Black Widow toys, too. True. And by, like, not putting her in there, they're actively, like, taking away that option from boys and just reinforcing the stereotypes. Yeah. Like, boys can't like girl things. It's... But, like, it's fine for girls to buy the other Avengers stuff, but, like... Yeah, but a boy can't have a Black Widow in his Avengers set? Like, I don't know. It yeah. Was, it's so bizarre. It's and they were showing some of the other merchandising for other Marvel, uh superhero stuff there's a guardians of the galaxy a lot of they showed a bunch of their stuff but like the big one was like the t-shirt and it had rocket raccoon groot drax and star lord and someone obviously missing from the bunch and i was like seriously like so weird (laughs) you give us one of five characters and you can't put her on the fucking t-shirt i know (laughs) it's one thing if it's one character you know what i mean but like yeah it was bad yeah, like you said, it doesn't even make sense because nothing supports any, like, evidence that they're male movies. Like, yeah. everyone's loving them equally. Like, all ages, gender, like, everything. Everyone's loving these Marvel movies. And for them to miss that in the merchandising, which is almost a, a big a part of the movies, is that people want the merchandise. And if you're not making that, like, even with the movie, people are like, what the... Bad, bad, bad Marvel. Bad. (laughs) Uh, And one last little piece, I guess. Um, Technically, I guess, television. Uh, Cecily Strong from Saturday Night Live uh, hosted the White House Correspondents' Dinner, uh, which is cool because she's a chick who does comedy. (laughs) Wow. It's almost (laughs) like it's shocking that women can do more than stand there and look pretty. Like, who would have known? Um... And uh, I thought she was pretty funny, and she made, like, some really particularly biting uh, comments that were important. Uh, I know she had all the journalists hold up their hands and swear not to... (laughs) It was like, I promise not to write about what Hillary Clinton is wearing during the presidential campaign, because that's not news. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And some comments about abortion. (laughs) Oh, I saw little bits of it. I don't yeah. know if I saw that. Well, just, I assume that's what she was alluding to. Oh, telling to me with, what to do with my body. Yeah. Also, but, like, birth controls. Birth control, really yeah. Um, that kind of shit. Women's health general, in general, yeah. I suppose. So it was it was um, nice to see. I did read a, there was a review of it that was, yeah, I know it was just, like, an opinion piece, but, like, it, <laughs> they didn't like it, which is fine. It, that's... I get it. Not everyone's going to like the same thing. Um, And she said, as the second female comedian to host the dinner in more than 20 years, we think she did fantastic. Her whole opinion piece is how she didn't like it. But because she's only the second female. Yeah. Well, in that case, it's she did great. I don't like it compared to men. Yeah. It really, (laughs) that comment just really hit me the wrong way. I'm like, we shouldn't be... 
the bar isn't lowered because it's a woman and she shouldn't be considered like if you don't like it and you're like well I don't really like it that's one thing but to then say like but you know because she's a woman it was good like that Oh, yeah, just the fact it that it was a woman me. doing it, like, she feels like she has to like it and support it. Yeah, it just hit me the wrong way. I didn't... I was not a fan. Yeah. So, that's uh, a lot of news for yeah. the last few weeks or few months that we've been yeah. seeing. A There's lot been... of stuff about gender equality, which is awesome. And it's it's going to keep happening. Like, if you just, I mean, Amy Schumer, for example, like, every week she does awesome. sketches that are... Are really good. Like it's it's gonna be constant, so which is good. I keeps going, keeps yeah. growing, and people are more aware. And it is. It's we great. See some fucking change. There's also some actual movie news at the start of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, movie news and movie industry. Yeah. Right. So. I hope you guys enjoyed yeah. this one. It's a little bit of a break in form for us. Mm-hmm. So you can email us and let us know if you liked it. At in the movies podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, um, let us know. I don't know what you think about all this stuff. Or again, you can always email us questions and suggestions and stuff for the show. And if there's stuff we didn't cover that you want us to, just send us that as well. Yeah, because we do a little bit of movie news every episode. Yeah. So if there's something you think we need to know, there's our email. I'm also all over social media stuff. At Tish Chambers, and I'm on Facebook now, so that would be an easy way to like comment on it on Facebook or something and get at us. Yes. Um, like I said at the beginning, there's always more on the blog, so there's a link in the description of this podcast. It goes to my blog for a post that will have uh, all of the links. <laughs> all of the links. <laughs> so many, so much to read and talk about. Um, also, like the videos on there if you want to watch the videos we talked about. And, um, yeah. Next week, next week, next episode will be a uh, return to our standard Yeah, we haven't formats. decided yet, but it'll be a movie and a discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thanks for listening. Have a good week. Bye.